With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <clears throat> Recorded live. Well, hello, hello, hello out there in listening audience land. It's your girl, Barbara McGee, and I'm coming live to you courtesy of Galaxy Talk Radio. And this is Straight Talk from the Hired Brush. And tonight, since it's the first Sunday of the brand new year, 2015, uh, we decided uh, to open the forum and allow people to speak about what it is that's getting you, what it is that's causing you to have a problem or eating at you and making you wanting to respond or what you want to say in terms of a a statement that kind of sums up your experience for 2014 because it was a tough year. It was a tough year out there for many of us, especially people of color. You know, we had quite a struggle um, in the political arena. We've had quite a struggle in what – what we would call the, I guess, social arena with social injustice. There's been uh, lots of uh, nationwide protests that have come on and that have caused people to um, just feel like we could have a better understanding of one another and, you know, my encounter with the police doesn't mean my death type of thing. And I think that, you know, here at Straight Talk, we just want to give everyone an opportunity to voice your opinion and to say what it is you're feeling and to speak about, you know, what is really eating at you. I have three topics that I'm going to speak on tonight. Um, one is, well, we'll get to that. Anyway, again, I'm Barbara, and we're here live at Straight Talk. And let me just give you the number where you can call in and be part of the conversation. The number is one seven two four 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 seven four four four, and then it's going to prompt you, and your caller ID is going to be one three one nine five nine pound, and then of course you're going to put the one and pound, and then you'll be in the call live, and we're going to be taking callers. Now, the greatest thing about it is is that we're here, part of the T25CL family. Now, before we get started with our talk tonight, I just want to give a shout-out to the T25CL family, which I'm part of, which is the sponsor for Galaxy Talk Radio. And I'm very excited to say that we also have uh, our Galaxy Chief and the CEO of T25CL, on tonight, too, so he can tell you a little bit about what T25CL has planned for 2015 and what they've done in the past and how this is going to impact you as the listener. 
and you as the user of our website. Now, I don't know if any of you have had really the opportunity to go to the website and check it out, but it's all new. It's all fresh. I mean, it's really representing the artist recording artists that are there, you can go there and download their music and put it on your digital application toys, whichever you have, whether it's your cell phone or your iPod or however you listen to music. And um, also, you can go there. We have spoken word poetry. We also have television, and we also have a film genre there, too. And a good friend of the P25CL family and of mine, Sandra Smith, the director of Three Men and the Laptop. You can also download some of her movies there as well. Well, anyway, um, without further ado, let me see if I have the Galaxy Tree himself, Mr. Andre Waterboard. Andre, are you there? I am right here. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing so good. Perfect. And let me just ask you, how was your New Year's? Well, you know, Barbara, I tell people it might sound funny, but ask me that on December 31st of this year, and I'll give you a more accurate answer. But so far, it's been okay. It's been okay. <laughs> well, you know what? I think everybody has mixed emotions. I, I don't really know anybody. Nobody told me they just had a bang-up time at the club. Nobody really told me the party was all the way live. You know, nobody really told me that they really turned it up. I think... Leaving 2014, we really had to, I think it impressed upon all of us what we needed to leave behind and Mm -hmm. how we needed to step into the new year with a newfound freshness and with a new implication for success. I think everybody that I've talked to is kind of looking for a fresh start. And I'm excited to say, mm -hmm, I'm excited to say that there's some fresh starts going on with Teaching 5CL, too. You want to tell us about that? Well, there's a lot of things going on with T25CL, simply because of all the different modalities that we have <coughs> here with the company, um, Galaxy Talk Radio. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Galaxy Talk Radio, of course. And then we have the 24 7 um, music radio, and then the distribution channel for the independent artists, whether it's film or music, and then our own projects that we're working on, like United We Stand and things that are going to be happening this year. 2015 will be a great, 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 great year. 2014 was the setup for 2015. Oh, I love the way you say that. I love the way you say that. I think that's what we have to really understand. I think uh, for all those listeners out there, our fans and those that are intrigued by T25CL, you know, I think when you see a young company starting off and you're not quite sure and you have questions, What's really great is to know some of the players that we have involved in some of the things that we do. Now, Andre Ward, who just spoke to us, is the CEO and Galaxy Chief. That's his nickname. We like to call him that. <laughs> you know, for the um, program in which that we're talking on, which is Galaxy Talk Radio, which he says is part of the modality that stands within the T25CL family. Now, um, Andre, so there are several shows that yeah. are associated with Galaxy Talk Radio. Since we're on Galaxy Talk and we're waiting for my co-host, Mr. Uh, Pastor Bob, to give us a call in, why don't you tell us a little bit 
about the shows. Now, we have my show on Sunday night at 7.30, Straight Talk from the Higher Fresh, which mm-hmm. focuses on people in entertainment. And I want to give a shout-out to my guest that was supposed to be on tonight, Mr. Henry Williams Jr. I'm giving a shout-out to you. And the band, uh, which is Ronnie Stewart's uh, blues band, I mm. wish you well, and I hope you feel better. Uh, but anyway, go ahead. Uh, my show Sunday, and then Monday, what do we have? We have uh, Compton Politics with uh, Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. And uh, Lorenzo has definitely grown in uh, his approach. And initially, his show was talking about, you know, the issues down there in Compton in uh, South Central L.A. And now he has grown uh, immensely. And uh, now he's got doctors and educators and PhDs and stuff coming on to his show and talking about a variety of um, of issues. And on Tuesday night, we have uh, Dwelling in the Word with Pastor Dennis Davis. And, um, I love that show. With, I with think the, that's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. I love that yeah. show. And, um, you know, and he's starting with the book of Genesis and working his way through all the way through the book of um, Revelations and giving um, his version and his interpretation of the scriptures. And he welcomes people to call in in the last 15 minutes of the show to ask questions. And then on Wednesday evening, uh, we have Rosalind Jordan Mills with uh, Rosalind's Corner. And yes. as you know, she is a uh, professional recording artist in her own right, partner with G25CL Entertainment. And she has uh, just a, a great, great, great lineup of uh, entertainers, some known, some upcoming. But uh, everybody that comes on her show usually has a, a CD project and uh, some other people who are in acting and maybe writers, directors, producers. And uh, with the help of Mr. Ken Moore and David Spratling, and especially my brother Ken Moore, who just shoots us a lot of interesting people coming on to our, our shows. And this year we should be having some finance and real estate shows talking to people now. Uh, about those shows, and I would love to have another show around uh, law and probably another one around health and wellness and hopefully with a doctor. And so we want to uh, cover all the facets here of life, whether it's music, whether it's movies, whether it's health and wellness, or whatever it may be, And, and especially finance and real estate too. I love it. Well, you know, speaking of finance and real estate, not to interrupt you, but I do want to introduce, I believe, uh, we have Mr. Rodney Best, uh, who is a financial planner. Rodney, are you there? Yes. Can you hear me okay? Oh, yes. We hear you wonderfully. Well, Happy New Year, sir, and welcome to Straight Talk. Uh, You've been a guest before, and just briefly uh, tell our audience a little bit about what you do, what your specialty is, and we're so glad to have you aboard the Open Forum tonight. 
Well, thank you very much. Um, as many in the Oakland Bay Area know, my ministry was teaching people life insurance, how it's not about death but about your life, to add some type of supplemental retirement to you and at the same time teach you a little bit about college funding and, and teach you accumulate funds to purchase homes, to assist you with emergencies that occur as you live in life. And thanks and glory to God that I've had a wonderful, wonderful time and looking forward to having a wonderful time again. Well, that's wonderful. And, you know, that's one of the things that I think we, as we age and we get older, um, you know, it, it stares us kind of right down in the face. You know, how am I going to make this work for the people that I love? How am I going to make this work for myself so that I'm comfortable when it's time to retire? You know, we, we, we really, I think we're becoming a lot more sobering in our thoughts now that we think about the fact that we've made it to 2015, I think that's a real sobering kind of a wake-up call, if you will, <laughs> for most of us who, you know, are forever young. You know what I mean? I see myself as being, a, you know, an ingenue. But the truth of the matter is, is we have arrived, and we have got to have a plan. And we've got a plan, have to have a plan together. Now, um, Andre, we're going to come back to talking about United We Stand. Right now, everybody, you're listening to Straight Talk with the Higher Brush. I'm your host, Barbara McGee, Makeup Artist to the Stars, and my panel uh, consists of Mr. Andre Ward, CEO of Galaxy Talk Radio and T25CL.com. And we also have um, Mr. Rodney Best, who is an insurance and financial guru in the Bay Area, who are here for your questions. If you want to call in, you can call in at 1-724-444-7444 and then follow the prompt. Caller ID is 131-959-POUND and then your PIN number is 1-POUND. All right. Now, what I want to talk about to open up this heated discussion, I want to talk about Oprah's statement. Now, you know I love Oprah. And I follow Oprah's channel, the own channel. I watch it all the time. And we have a caller. I'm just going to open you up, caller. We're going to come around to you uh, so you can introduce yourself. But one second, I just want to bring open the floor. Well, she made a statement just recently. And what she said was, in lieu of the movement, you know, what's happening right now with the I can't breathe movement and what's happening with the um, Black Lives Matter. Her statement was those movements need to have some form of leadership. That's what she said. Now, I want to ask you, uh, uh, Rodney Beth, what do you think about that statement in lieu of what the whole struggle is about? I I couldn't concur with um with the Oprah statement because for for one if she's speaking on it then she is a leader. Now how she tries to define the leadership of the movement is something that I think many Americans like myself are having a challenge dealing with because if you are not in the front if you're not a part then why are you speaking at all? So I, 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 I'm trying to adjust my whole 
attitude towards understanding what was she really trying to say. She couldn't say that she wanted a new Martin Luther King, a new Malcolm X, because she's in the front of the movement by doing things for kids, doing, doing schools for kids. Now the kids are out protesting. What did she say? She got to get in front of the kids, out protesting and be a leader? What type of leadership was this lady really speaking of? And I think she put a ball of confusion out there, you know, for many Americans are really um, confused. Oprah, what are you trying to say? You know, it's like a temptation of Islam, ball of confusion. I love it. I love it. We're going to go to East Virginia. We've got a caller on the line. Caller, you're on Straight Talk with the Higher Fresh, and our subject right now is Oprah's statement about why the movement, the protesters, need a leader. Do you have a comment on that, or did you just call in with support? Yeah, um, a little bit of both, you know, definitely calling in to support. I'm, I'm working with Andre right now. Um, but, but, yeah, I definitely think that, you know, the supporters definitely need a leader. I mean, you, you know, you got to have somebody who is able to, you know, speak to people and get them to understand and get them to move and stuff like that. So I think that's super important. So they definitely need that out there. Um, but, um, but, yeah, well, I, just, I, I just want to call I in. And, and just, I didn't get your name, caller. Uh, Jomi Bird. Oh, I see. Well, welcome to Straight Talk. We thank you for your your comment. Please stay on with us. We appreciate your opinion. Uh, the hey, Barbara, line, can, can I interject for a second? Jomi is, yeah. is a writer. He's also an educator. He's instructor here in the Bay Area. He's an MBA, and he's a, a young brother, and he's up and coming, and he's going to be, uh, you're going to be seeing him around here, T25CL. And he's going to be working with me on the United We Stand with the B-roll footage and stuff that we need with, with oh, writing. Oh, that's wonderful. So he's a good, Absolutely. energetic person. He speaks very well. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I said, well, we welcome yeah, appreciate you to the T25. Yes, yes, we welcome you to the T25CL family. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Andre, what's your thought? Uh, why would Oprah make such a statement. If someone has to control their noise, I'm not sure where the noise is coming from. I'm just going to mute everybody so we can hear. On, don't go away, everybody, but we just want to hear Andre's statement. Andre, what do you think about that, about what Oprah said and the movement currently going on nationally and internationally? Well, it's a strange thing about leadership. And once you start any type of a movement, and one identifies himself or herself as the leader or as the spokesman, you automatically put a bullseye across your forehead. And especially if people take notice and start listening to you. And I am one that firmly believes, and I had this discussion um, a couple of hours ago with someone, that real movement and real leadership is done at the conference room table where you put your real ideas and your concepts together. You don't go to the public yet until you're ready to deploy with investment and management so that you don't come under attack before you can implement your ideas. Now, with something like this where you're talking about <clears throat> the police killing black men across the country. 
Now, the problem here is how do you change what's in the hearts of men? And then I guess in this case we're talking about uh, white men and what they're killing of black youth across the country. I mean, how do you change that? Can one leader uh, change that? Have we seen that in history? Uh, we've seen Megger Evers try to do something about this. They killed him. We saw Martin Luther King say, love your, your enemies and love everybody. They killed him. And uh, look what happened with the Black Panthers. Uh, the Nation of Islam comes under attack. Every word is scrutinized. So you have to be careful when you come out with black leadership because you're, you're a target. But I do believe in micromanagement starting at the grassroots level and doing, have coming in with a plan and execution. And uh, with something like this, it's a different animal. It's not business. You're trying to fight injustice. And so how do you fight injustice really is the question. And I'll, I'll just say it again. When someone comes out and makes declarations of leadership, believe you me, I don't care if it's in business or if it's out here uh, fighting racism, somebody's going to take a shot at your leader, and that's what breaks down the group as a whole. Uh, you know what? I totally agree with you. And I think, uh, I think that asking for someone to step forward. I remember uh, recently, uh, Rodney, about a week ago or maybe two weeks ago, um, I saw that they were, in, they were in Missouri, and there was a line of people standing there demanding Al Sharpton to step forward, demanding, uh, these were all white people, and they were all demanding to have these various people step forward so that they could begin to do their prosecution, whatever prosecution, whether that be have them killed, whether they have them arrested, whether they put some kind of pressure on them. I think the beauty of the movement is having the fluidity, the, the fluidity of not having a leader, not having it, any one person that you can hold accountable, not exactly. one person you can put pressure on. Yes, but people, exactly. millions of people are in the street. Exactly. Go ahead. And, and see, and, that's, and that's, that's my point. In today's America, we as African Americans, blacks, Negroes, colors, however you want to define yourself, when we were fighting for equality just to be able to get a, a damn job, pardon my friends, there was a difference. There were people we could have speak to us because we knew who we were fighting. With diversity in America today, we have given up our neighborhoods, we have given up our communities, so how can we say this fight for the death of black kids because black children are being killed is a black problem. And our communities are diversified, so the people who are seeing these innocent black kids who live amongst them now, you know, it's not like they go to Walnut Creek in the suburbs and they're shooting black kids, which they might be. I don't know. I haven't checked that statistic. But the community has diversified so much that people are saying, hey, wait a minute, hold it. 
I live amongst these black people. Black right. lives matter. You see what I'm saying? And, right. and, and the, media, the media is trying to make it look like it's just a black child issue. No, the, the Americans are making it an American issue. So if we diversify by allowing our communities to be segregate, uh, integrated, then we have to go with what's coming forward. So Oprah and all the old school leaders, they have to accept there is a new leadership, not by one individual, which I agree with, with Andre, not by one individual to come forward and get an expert on the head. They're going to have to try to figure out who's leading these crowds because they can't find it because these people are turning up everywhere. They want to identify that one leader. So like I said to Oprah, if you don't want to be classified as a leader, shut your mouth and go home. Mm-hmm. Well, sure. here, here's, here's another point, too, I think that's important to understand. You know, when I talk to a lot of my white friends or friends that are not, uh, who are being inconvenienced, like by the freeway uh, uh, stoppage or by the retail boycott or by the various things that were happening that had everybody trying to figure out, why am I suffering because of this? You know what I found? I found that everybody wanted to point to Ferguson. Well, it's the Ferguson thing. It's the Ferguson, even the news. It's the Ferguson thing. What does that mean, it's the Ferguson thing? I didn't like that at all. And what happens when you generalize it by that, just a couple of days ago on Facebook, they were putting around this uh, video of who looked like he could have been a Michael Brown beating up somebody uh, some senior citizen, and they said, well, this is the Michael Brown guy that everybody's protesting about. He got what he deserved. I mean, they're taking this so far out of context, it's no longer reality. This is about policing agencies killing people of color every 28 hours in the United States. That's the bottom line. And you see the backfire. The backfiring today is that the police have been going into the African-American community for years and killing them. Now, today, because the communities are diversified, the people of other nationalities and colors are saying, hey, wait a minute, I knew that kid. Why are you killing him? Wait a minute, Black Lives Matter. And see, the media took that, that whole scheme of being, that, oh, yeah, they're black, so let's just use the black-white thing. But the United States of America, Americans are saying, wait a minute, I live in that community too. So the smart thing that I think our leadership is trying to do is let that American who lives in the community with us say, hey, you know what, black lives do matter. Black lives do matter. And I think it's a very strategic and very political viewpoint. And you know what, sometimes you don't have to be in the front. You can stand back and say, go get them, Sam. <laughs> right, exactly. Hey, uh, Rodney, let me ask you and Jomi both a question, and I want to get a response from both of you guys. Do you think that this is a nationwide conspiracy in law enforcement to strategically eradicate black men, or are these just isolated incidents? What do you guys think? I personally think, and this, this is Jomi right here, um, I personally think uh, that it is something deeper going on. And I, I think 
you know, it is targeted towards certain groups of people and for whatever reasons. And it's, it's, it's been that way throughout history for whatever, like, why we've always been targeted, you know. But I think it is something going on with that. And we got to look deeper into, like, why. And the way they say to do it is to go back to history because that's going to help you understand the present, and the, you know, in the future and different things like that because there's nothing new under the sun. These things have been going on forever and ever and ever. So there's a reason for it, and I do think it's something that's, you know, pretty deep and pretty sinister that we're dealing with. You know, we do, you know we don't wrestle with flesh and blood, you know, same thing Kennedy said. So at the end of the day, I, I do think there's something deeper with it. Well, I, I concur with you. There is something deeper in, in a lot of us, a lot of African Americans are able to witness it and, and, and see it. Every time there is success of our culture moving forward, there comes a black cloud to cover it. And the black cloud is covering the success in our culture today is Barack Obama. Barack Obama has moved Americans forward so fast and so furious that they don't want anyone to talk about it. So the media <laughs> is looking for the negative and not the positive. Now, now, now feel me real here. Hear me carefully. Barack Obama administration has increased the value of the dollar in foreign countries again. They're not talking anything about that because the increasing of the dollar in foreign countries again gives America a little bit more clout financially. They don't want to talk about that. They want to talk about, oh, yeah, we're, 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 killing, we're killing kids. They want to, they want to, yeah, we're killing kids. And these other people coming up, making these statements, racial slur statements, they want to focus on that as their pockets get deeper. You see, we yeah. African Americans, we spend billions of dollars within this society every year. We've been talking about it. They don't want you to see the success. They want to cloud us. And you know what we do? Well, there's, there needs to be some leadership out there. What? No, let's sit back let them go out there and fight, and let's start building our communities again, strengthening our neighborhoods. While they're fighting, let's get together and make our kids safe. What's wrong with that? I agree what? with uh, Rodney because there is something happening on the global market with the currencies because there is a pending uh, revaluation of 208 currencies globally, commonly called the global currency reset, with yep. the Iraqi dinar being the leader in this. And you do not see this anywhere on the news. And what it's going to do is going to make about five to six million people here in this country instantaneously wealthy once yeah. this happens and this is one of the most closest closely guarded secrets in the yeah. financial markets in the world because they do not want this to get out it leaked out and it's been leaked out now for the past four years or so something that was supposed to have been kept very very quiet because this has happened before it happened in kuwait nobody knew about it their currency was once about eight tenths or nine tenths of a penny. Then the next day you wake up, it's worth three fifty-two, and so this is what's happening right now. But they do not want to let out because this is a closely 
guarded, secret, but the secret did get let out. Yep. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry, Barbara. Go ahead. No, 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 no. You're my guest. Go ahead, Mr. Rondin Best. You see, the, 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 the point that I'm trying to just share is that when Malcolm X had said separate is, is going to make us greater, he wasn't saying we have to separate the, the, the communication with them. What he was trying to express was that we have to separate so that we can start creating. We started creating. Even Martin Luther King was saying create. We need to grow. And I'm saying to the, to the African Americans today, we need to grow. You don't see a, you saw Die Hard, the movie. You saw Die Hard 1, Die Hard 2, Die Hard 3, Die Hard 4. Show me any black movie where you got a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 sequence. I mean, come on, we're looking at uh, Die Hard with his, his son, who was a baby in the first movie. He got a movie, he's in Russia. Where are our continual success to identify our neighborhoods, to identify our communities so that our kids can say, you know what? I am somebody. Right. Totally agree with that. And since we are talking about that, I just want to bring in another point. You know, our president, they say, has done some of the most greatest, most daring things since FDR. They say he's truly become one of the, going to go down in history as one of the best presidents we've had. Now, um, what do you gentlemen think? of his response to the Internet uh, uh, shutdown and the Sony debacle when they wanted to use their, I think they wanted to release this movie, even though it was poking fun at the leadership in North Korea, one of our um, highest level uh, enemies, if you will, or uh, uh, the, the ones that dislike us the most, had to be the backdrop, had to push that movie out in front. And then when their communication was shut down, when their movie was not allowed to be released because there was threats of blowing up these various theaters and um, a backlash, and when Sony was shut down and all these emails were leaked, my question is this. Do you think our president should respond to North Korea with sanctions? Do you think that's really his fight? I want to go to you, Andre. You're a, you're a movie producer. What do you think of that? Well, there's also rumors, too, that the leak came from Sony itself with an, with an employee there at Sony. Uh, we have no idea if it came from North Korea. How do you know that this wasn't just a setup so that, you know, we're just creating another enemy you got to remember at one time iraq was an enemy at one time iran was an enemy one time russia was an enemy then their friend then then they're the enemy there's always things to be it has to be a bad guy it's got to be the boogeyman somewhere out there then all of a sudden you might wake up tomorrow hell some little country in south america might be the boogeyman and you don't see the nomenclature of this stuff, but these boogeymen sometimes are often created. I mean, because the North Koreans, I mean, we don't have to worry about a North Korean here in Oakland. We got to worry about paying mortgages and car notes and getting and the police. And we're not worried about a North Korean. 
Yeah, I agree with you, Hunter. We got to worry about Libby Staff, okay? That's what we got to worry about. You know, Barbara, what's so funny is, is that when you look at America, so right now everything is in the school system, the public school system, as American history. So I'm going to take a second just to say, okay, American history. If, if we have movies about Idi Amin in Africa, how he killed people, how he discarded people, how he threw people around, and how he took over, over land and stuff. I didn't see no president. I didn't see no corporation saying, no, that's, that's not good. We can't do that. Did we have movies to say how Hitler did this to, to individuals? I didn't see anybody. In today's America, in today's America, a very important thing has occurred. We have a leader who has established himself to say to other countries, we're not here to control you. We're not here to destroy you. We are here because we want to see where everyone can create and have a growth. And, and see, and that's what, that's what knocked that movie completely out of the box. I don't think Barack Obama had anything to do with it. I think that the parasite who always looked like Andre said, looking for something, looking for the boogeyman to throw something, they couldn't get enough uh, uh, fluid behind them. You know, and in today's society, we're not, we have an opportunity to hear what's going on internationally. We have an opportunity to speak, oh, no, I don't want to see nothing you know, plotting to kill no man that's leading people, that's assisting people. No, career ain't stepped on this soil and shot none of us, so why we want to go over there and shoot him? And that's what, <laughs> so that's, that's what, they, tried, that's what they, they ran into. They just they didn't know how people would react. And people would say, wait a minute, hold on. We don't want to be showing about killing no leaders. Give me a break. You know, we got a leader that's shaking hands with everybody. He done changed our economy. He got our foreign market to... To, to, to come back and help. He just brought right. in Cuba. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he, hey, 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 uh, hey Rodney, think about Vietnam yeah. when they started that war. What Vietnamese came over here and did anything to anybody in this country? That's it. Amazing. And, and what power did they have to even cause any type of disaster or conflict? None. Hey, None. Don't, let's, let's not speak to to a to to a, a visual about the American history because we would have a few questions, but today we I think there's a little change. I mean, yesterday we didn't have the education that we have today, and that's a and that's a topic, Barbara, that I think we really need to address: the student loan interest rate that's being charged on student loans because it's keeping a population from going to school. And what population is that? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, right, exactly. And, you know, it's always been, I've always had this, uh, you know, I don't know how to really say it, but a pin in my craw about the fact that we all pay taxes and then we have, let's say, a university like Berkeley, which has 51% Asian Americans, 51%. And if you really look at the way that there is uh, the logistics of what's happening with Berkeley, if you've gone to Telegraph Avenue lately, then you can see that we are no longer visible. We're no longer there. 
Hey, everybody, you're listening to Straight Talk at the top of the hour. I got a call from California. Uh, did somebody add to the call? Do you want to say your name and tell us a little bit about what you want to talk about tonight? I'm Brother Bob, and I'm just listening. Hey. Say hello to the high brush and Brother Ward and Brother Rodney. I'm just hey, listening. Bob. How you doing? Tuning in and listening, and my um, my phone messed up so much tonight until I couldn't hardly get anybody, and finally I started getting out. So I'm listening right now. Everything is beautiful, and uh, the Hyde Brush and 25PCL is on the move. We're on the move. That's it. <laughs> well, what, what our forum right now we're discussing, what we're discussing really is um, the – things that have happened in 2014 and how we can learn from that. So we don't take the negative portion of it with us and recreate it in 2015. We all want to do better, be better, and feel better. But right now, you know, um, at any given time, we could be stopped on the freeway by a protest. And you know what bothers me the most about that, uh, Brother Rodney? What bothers me the most about that is some of us who are confused about the fact that our time is being held up. Some of us that don't understand how when we decided to black out, Andre, when it was decided that on the Friday after Thanksgiving that blacks would not shop, do you realize that this Christmas season has gone down 21% for retailers? Do you guys know that for real? They don't tell you that because they don't want you to think that you're making a visible effect. But not only did they not increase their profits, but they went down. Go ahead, gentlemen. You know, I, um, I, I, I'm not surprised at the information that comes through the media, and that's why I was praying that we would get a new owner for NBC. But anyway, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> well, well, go there. You know, go there. To be, stopped, to be stopped on the freeway because someone is protesting today in America, I'm, I'm, I don't have a problem with you know. Okay, let's back up and go to go a different route. But for what the message that these Americans are trying to put on the table, I applaud them, and I wish, I just wish that we would start asking every political leader that's sitting in office today, how did you vote on the 6% loan rate for educational loans? Did you vote hmm. yes or did you vote no? Because 6% right. puts many other kids out of the education market because you don't have the income to qualify for that 6% loan. How did they vote? That's, that's what I want to see in 2015. I want to see a poll taken on the, the vote of what that person, that political leader, voted on the 6% loan privilege for educational advancement in America. I can't see you being an American say, I'm going to charge you 6%, and they're trying to come in and advance America. So with everything said and done, yeah, we, got the, we have the economy, we have the economic means, but mostly important, we're gaining the knowledge on how to assist our children. Let's get them back in the school, folks. Get rid of this 6% loan on education, educational loans and 
watching all of our kids that will go to school, watching all of our kids that will be able to get into Berkeley because the rate of return is not that high. Watch. Hmm. Let, me, let me defer that over to uh, Brother Jomi, who is an educator, who also has an MBA. Do you yeah. feel that, <clears throat> just like with real estate, if they want to keep you out of a certain community, they're not, they're not going to have up a sign that says no blacks allowed, no Mexicans allowed, and only whites allowed. What they will do is artificially inflate the cost of the property. So, therefore, it will automatically keep out a certain segment of people. Now, at the university level, nowadays with a four-year education, you're talking excess of $100,000, maybe even a quarter million dollars. But if you want to get an MBA, maybe half a million dollars. PhD, going into law school, medical school, maybe six, seven, hundred thousand dollars Brother Joe, now, is this a direct attempt to keep a certain segment from going and getting higher education and maybe redirecting you into the military or construction jobs, or is this just the way it is? Do you think that this is the same as real estate whereas they don't want to see us getting educated because when you do get educated, guess what? Another black man might think that he can become the president of the United States or be in a position to affect change. One of these leaders might pop up that Oprah's talking about because he's got a little sense. But so tell exactly. me which on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think I think you hit it right on there, Andre. I think I think I think it is like through fear is 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 this is how they control a certain group of people. And you know, you know, predominantly the black people are controlled through fear. Like we don't want to go to uh, school because we might have to pay back these huge uh, student loans and, and some of these different things. So I do think that it is uh, uh, some of that as well. Um, but like I said, we got to continue to um, uh, tell our kids to educate themselves as well. Like we can, I mean, we got some bright brothers and sisters that have never been to college and they know more than some, you know, college scholars and some of those other things. You know, to me, in my personal opinion, college is great, but I think at the same time, you know, um, most of it is the fact that you, you get the connections to be able to get the jobs and do some of those different things. But, you know, me, myself, I, I got an MBA, and I learned so much more after college than anything, you know, like as far as me wanting to expand my knowledge and some of those things. So I think we got to really push that to our students to say, hey, read some of these books, not just for class, but for you. For yourself yeah, to improve absolutely. yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, yes, yeah, so I think yeah, that's yeah, going to be key. The educational factor of, of loans yeah. is, is one specific for challenging the financial industry to give back to our community. But college, to me, and you know, when, when I was going to school, it was all about learning to communicate with people that you were going to be associating with in the future doing business. It, it wasn't mm-hmm. about you getting a degree and getting that education. It was about you mm-hmm. learning how to communicate. Because, see, when, you, when, I, when I came out of high school, I was living in a certain community. When I went away to college, I met people from all different areas, all different realms, all different communities. So mm-hmm. if you stop the children from advancing their communication education, how do they succeed to become political people, become community leaders, to become community investors, developers? 
because they don't have communication skills. You see, that's huh. what, I'm, what I'm speaking of. We we got to get that back for our kids. They can't. We can't have them afraid to take the loan. No, we got to make the loan affordable in our black colleges. They they don't get the funds they once received because the families and the kids can't prepare. I mean, come on. How many black families in the last 50 years prepared to pay $100,000 for their kids to go to college? Well, let me yeah, say something yeah. on this. Yeah, you know what? Oh, I hear all of you, and I, I think what you're saying is just magnificent. It reminds me of the time in in the San Francisco at every junior high school when I was told by a teacher that I should become a carpenter or I should become someone who was uh, a plumber because they would never accept us uh, in UC Berkeley or UCLA and stuff like that. And that's, as a kid, with all the kids, a lot of kids within the school system with me, they maintain that. Uh, they would never be able to attend the college to achieve the so-called, quote, upper education. And I I was able to go to UC Berkeley and graduate. But my whole thing then was trying to gain or get a lot of people, black people, and for years I tried, I could only do things myself, to unite themselves. See, we talk about education and we talk about the loans and all these different percentages and things, but what about an economy for black people, building an economy for black people with black people so they'll be able to educate themselves and put themselves into the world market? Right now, we can read all the papers about uh, and all the black uh, literature about what we should do, but nothing really is being accomplished to that to that state, we're simply being fallen behind. And as my brother was saying, how many people can afford to pay for these kids to go into a school unless that child is making straight A's in a particular subject and the university wants to use that mind? So if we can get together somehow, just somehow, and begin to have an uh, an uh, a, a way by which we can start opening in businesses and doing textiles and other things uh, to build and to sell products, we're still going to have a big problem, a big what problem. What you say, what you say, that's it. Say it. Well, well gentlemen, I, I want to just make this statement. First off, everybody, you're listening to Straight Talk with the Hired Brush. My name is Barbara. We have uh, our uh, CEO, Andre Ward, uh, on the panel. We have uh, the Bay Area's uh, financial guru, Mr. Rodney Best, on the panel. We have um, uh, Jamone uh, Bird. Uh, yep. Yes, forgive me you for slaughtering your name, but I won't get That's it wrong right. again. Okay, That's and right. uh, he's an educator giving us his perspective here in the Bay Area. And then, of course, we have Pastor Bob, which is my co-host. We are uh, so happy to have you here. And we have Lady Rob. She's out there listening. That's our other half. And she's in Los Angeles. And she, we're shouting out to her. And, then of course, I want to take this moment to shout out or just got a text from uh, a friend of mine in Oklahoma 
Mr. Eli Grayson. We hope you're better. We hope you're going to be on our show real soon talking about the state of America as it refers to Native Americans. But I want to say, right now, get this, gentlemen, in Oklahoma, which is Pastor Bob's state, and of course that's where our people are from, did you know that they have outlawed, made new legislation and outlawed the wearing of the hoodie? in terms of having it up over your head and in terms of having you shelter your face or keep yourself warm or however, did you know that there is a $500 fine if you caught get caught with the hoodie engaged in Oklahoma? Do we have a comment on that? I just want to know how they're going to, how they're going to define that, that law when the windstorm or rainstorm or snowstorm come up. But anyway, that was, that was just the way I said, okay, I, you know, <laughs> I'm not I'm driving exa- in Oklahoma. <laughs> exactly, you know, exactly. What do you, you know think about what? that? In Oklahoma, they define everything with that Republican regime they have down there. They refine, define everything the way they want to define it. Yes. And they put it together the way they want to put it together. So probably within those communities like Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, probably like Oklahoma City, Muskogee, Oklahoma, which are large, largest cities and areas, which would have a larger contingency of uh, African American and Native American and and uh, Mexican residents. In those areas, you will probably see more arrest and more fines in those areas. Because you're not going to go out there and st- and and, and uh, they're not going to jump on them farmers out there that got them big farms with the cows on it and all them hog farms and and uh, <laughs> you're not going to hey man they're not going to jump on them cats with no hoodie. Because <laughs> <laughs> those those guys are the one those guys are the one that's spending the money to keep them politicals in office. Do you Absolutely. think you're going to jump on the Oklahoma State University uh, football team? OU and OU State, they're going to put them in jail when they're winning? <laughs> you know, and, Come on. And, and might have a hoodie as part of their uh, local university garb with the insignia on the front. I love it. I mean, they how do. ridiculous can you be? But this is what we're faced with. Now I want to go to Andre. Andre, you said you had a question. Yeah, let me throw this out to Pastor Bob and um, also out to Brother Bess. Um, the black movement is dead. Am I right or wrong? I don't, um, I don't, think, I don't think we're dead. I think, I, think, I, think, I think our challenge here becomes getting the youth educated to uh, – different type of movement because our achievement, our achievement has hit a plateau and the youth today feel they can do. I can do this. I can do this. They haven't they haven't witnessed and felt the blood and the pain that it that it took for us to get to this plateau. And the thing that we have to I feel we have to do is show them the challenge that they're confronting because it's it's never dead because we never really have received equality. If you if you want to take a look, I mean, just look up on the hill and look into the financial system, look into the government, 
Look at the police force. How many people of color are, are there? How many of us? How many of us, like, you know, the gentleman was saying, how many of us own factories? How many of us are building baby carriages, baby clothing? How many of us are manufacturing that? How many of us own those type of factories of household goods that people need and use in America? You know, we, we, we shipped out to, to the foreign countries, and all black Americans they say, okay, it's cool, made in Japan, made in China. Made in, made in, what about what about being made in America by a black owner who owns a factory? You know, our athletes are making tremendous amount of dollars, but hey, none of them are getting together saying, you know, I'm gonna open up a factory. Let's start. Oh, hold it. We'll, we'll open up a chain of pizza restaurants, but we won't open up a chain of factories to put the kids back to work to create an economy for them, as opposed to going out in the street. And thinking, you know, oh, I got, I can do it like this, and I can make money. Well, well you know, know uh, I tell you what, I, I agree wholeheartedly with my brother, but I tell you something that the the movements, the most of the time, you have movements around here pertaining to the African American. You have an infiltration process. Mm. That infiltration process is one that starts and causes the the trouble. Burning, burning the cars, knocking the windows out, stealing from the jewelry stores. The, mm. the infiltration process is what really stops any type of concrete movement. Now, you say, how can I say this? Well, I visited one time in Berkeley, California, a, a socialist organization that began to talk to me, and I began to listen to them. And I said, I mean, you guys are totally nuts. Well, they had their money, and they had money coming in from foreign countries, and this is a fact, to continue moving with the movement. So when I went to the riots and took my camera, who did I see, uh, and this is not racist, who did I see break the windows out, set the, set the garbage cans on fire, steal, Okay, run away and not get caught. I got I had videos to give to the police. They were a group of white kids in black hoodies with masks on their face. And after they got so far they took the mask off and they left the doggone movement downtown Oakland. I got it I had it I might still have it on camera. I said, Here, here's I got pictures of the people who did this. Instead they told me to get away. Okay, and the black kids came behind trying to get the stuff out of the stores. So what we have is we've always had an infiltration. What did, what did Malcolm X say, folks, if you read his book? And uh, y'all forgive me on the network for saying this, but I don't mind. He said, what you have to do, you have to worry about the nigger in the White House. Why? Because that's the one that's going to come back and tell about everything you are doing. And so what does he mean? He means that somebody also who infiltrates is in the movement but going back and telling somebody how the movement is going. So what we have to do is realize one thing, like I went to the Black Panthers party in meeting several times with uh, Eldridge Cleaver and Bobby Seale and all of them. I knew these guys. 
And uh, I went to meetings with him one time, and when I went down there, everybody that didn't look right, everybody that didn't talk right, <laughs> they put them out the door. <laughs> Period. Period. That's it. So what we have to do, we have to find a foundation to unite, my brother. Now, the black movement has not stopped. African-American movement has not stopped. We haven't yet planted our foot on the plow like we should so that all of the fruits will grow up. What we have to do is unite with each other, and we got to quit talking stuff and see if we can get a bunch of people to do it. U.S. wide. Hey, hey, That's hey, the hey, movement. Hey, hey. Here's a here's a here's a here's a quick here's a quick thing I'd like to throw at you. If if this protesting and things that are going on and we're seeing other nationalities out in front of us, have you ever thought about the fact that maybe somebody is saying, Well, you know what? If we drive down the economy in the growth of the city of Oakland that sits on the bank, Maybe we can go in there and take over this business and open up a business and chase this business out. And, oh, and by the way, they got insurance anyway. So we'll send our men in there, break up the windows, and then we'll tell everybody to go on in there and get that stuff. Then we'll pull our men out and go down the street. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold it. Hold it. We, we're, that's only going on in the black community, huh? When, when, <laughs> I, see, when I see these protesters go to Walnut Creek, and into Pleasanton, Blackhawk, when I see them go out there, then I'll know that black lives matter. You understand what I'm trying to say? Yes, sir. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? And check this out. <laughs> I, I, I will tell you this. Let me tell you, if it hadn't been for Anonymous being beside us and with us, now just imagine. If Anonymous wasn't on our side, remember, they threatened the police department down in Ferguson. They said, if you do not see your harassment of our people that we have sent down there, if they have any violence going on toward them or even if they are arrested, we will release all of your information. So, I mean, there are those that back and are able to communicate with millions of people. Did you guys see the protest that was a couple of Saturdays ago in New York City? I mean, ain't nobody, this is not on the television. Hey, y'all, I'll meet y'all at 530 in the afternoon. We're going to protest over here. This is a mass communication forum that does have a leader that is unknown that we are responding to. Now, you think about that. That's right. <laughs> well, if the same leaders, if the same leaders, if the same leaders would get together with their big masses and tell everybody who's in the mass market that could afford it to leave twenty five dollars, so we can open some mom and pop stores back in our community, I would call that a great big good leader. Mm. If we can mass all of these people together, and we can group them together, where some of them do burn the buildings down and everything. Well, why can't we buy the buildings that just got burned up? Well, well, Pastor and why Bob, can't we go back leaders, into the community? Pastor Bob, the leaders are on the phone right now, right here. Here we are. And, and, I'm, and, with, and I'm ready to roll. And, <laughs> and this is how it all starts, is right here. 
I mean, because we really don't have to reinvent the wheel. All we got to do is get on the buggy and roll with the wheel. I mean, let's roll. You know, we, we hear about all these bad things that the white folks are doing to us, but let's look at what they're doing, especially here in, in, in Oakland. Brother Rodney can testify to this. I mean, you can go and roll out down the streets at 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night, starting on 40th Street, going up near Shafter, near Broadway, and then head towards downtown Oakland. You see all these storefronts now that were literally nothing, maybe upholstery shops and stuff. And now these white folks have come in and opened up all these little eateries and breweries and and wine places, and they are jammed, packed. That's right. White folks patronizing these businesses. They're making thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars a day. There's a little chicken sandwich place right up here on 51st and Telegraph. The line every day is backed up all the way down there to the bank on the other corner. But people are just trying to get into this place to get a little chicken sandwich and to get out. Now, <laughs> what if us, the brothers and the sisters here on this phone, open up the same type of, of an establishment? Do you actually think that we would get it filled up with black folk in the place? Well, well, it doesn't and then how also as next question on it: How did the white folk open up all these establishments and then put the word out to all the white folks to show up and they? Do it on a daily basis. How did that happen, and how come we can't do the same thing? Well, well oh, let, let, me interject. Let, let me interject this. I just want to say this, gentlemen. There's a different skill set going on, and there are certain people that are tuned into it, and certain people are tuned out of it. Okay, let's take, for instance, this thing that's happening with the Ubering. Uber is going up against the cab companies. But now Uber itself is an entity that is international, by the way. And it saw a little small area of the fact that people were not getting good service, people were riding with people they didn't like, people were riding in, in, in cabs and being treated awfully. So they came up with great service and they came up with a new skill set. The ability to see your driver driving, the ability to order your driver and not pay cash, the ability to be linked in with your credit card number, and to be offered services through your email. So this is kind of what's happened. And when you see these restaurants with these people with all these lines, these people are looking on Yelp and deciding whether they're going to eat. These people uh, when they drop their business card in, they're getting their meals delivered to their jobs over in Emeryville. There are uh, the, the 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 actual restaurants are delivering the food when you call. There are services. There's so much going on that we are uninvolved in, that we are out of the radar on. That that old model business doesn't work anymore. I'm going straight to Rodney. Yeah, you you hit the nail right on the head. We are we are uneducated about the wireless business concept in America today. You see, in the, in, and I, I speak for myself because I can't speak for everyone else. I'm an, I'm an African-American male, 60 years on this earth, and today 
there are businesses where you don't have to wait in line. You call or you email it or you text it and you go down there and stand in line and your product is pulled out or your name is called. But the reason, if I may piggyback on what Mr. Ward had said earlier, the reason that these businesses are there today is because they diversified Oakland. They diversified Oakland. They made Oakland a city of multiple cultures, and they shrunk one down real quick and real fast. You know, if I if, if I could get my 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 buddy uh, Kelvin um, Sessions on here, and and uh, uh, I with Mr. Sessions from uh, from the real estate market, he he he, he you know he, he'll 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 say it too. How they they just came and they just started sh- taking down our our marketplace. And when they started taking down our marketplace, it affected our kids' educational growth. It affected the families. It affected everything, and people just started moving out. And, you know, so today the question is, where have they moved to? But the most important question is today is, how did we just go to sleep and see this new business come about and we wasn't invited to be a part of it? Man, it, it wasn't my idea of being. It wasn't my idea of being, being a part of it. The idea is that everybody could have been a part of it, but you never could get the black community together because everybody wants their own Cadillac, everybody wants their own room, their own diamond ring on their fingers, their own bracelet around their neck, and uh, you can't you can't get them together. I tried to get thirty five or forty men together. I used to meet with, and everything was stopped with one man. And his his thing was who gonna handle the money? That stopped the whole movement right there, because everybody began to think about the chicken feed. Okay, mm-hmm. and chicken feed ain't nothing but to spread out among the chickens, get them fat, so they're ready for the kill. That's the bottom line on that. With us, if we don't get together, I went to Africa, West Africa. I bought some property in West Africa. I still have it, and. Uh, I let a, a gentleman have it, and he's got fruit and stuff on it now. But the issue is I thought about bringing the fruit from West Africa over into Florida into the East Coast so we can ship some to the West Coast. Mangoes, coconuts, bananas, uh, all type of things. Well, it's going into Australia and Germany and Japan and China. Whereas as black people, where we have a uh, UN, uh, uh, what you call them, uh, the people from the United States who are who represent the United States and other countries, I met them. But anyway, ambassador, yeah, I met the ambassador, and uh, the issue was to the black Americans can go into West Africa, of course they just had a coup lately. I wouldn't advise going there now. But mm-hmm. we could go into there and we can make deals with the people with their little small farms and stuff and they don't use uh, pesticides and stuff on their foods. They they have a way to do it uh, uh, having the bees do this and the butterflies do this and the other uh, insects do this and it's beautiful. How come we couldn't farm a market with these people and bring it to this country? Like we're already getting some of this rotten stuff coming from them other foreign countries. 
See, we got to build a black. We got to build a black economy. Come on, y'all. Right. No matter right. what we do, educating our kids. Or how are we going? How come we don't have no black schools? Why don't we have no black uh, preschools? Huh? Why don't we have no uh, 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 black high school? Not here. Okay. And probably they stopped it all across the country. Diversity. <laughs> but, but you know what? But, but you know what? You bring a, 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 but I remember, if I may just say this, indulge me, gentlemen. But I just remember having an orange that I had bought in Reno that was driving into California, and that orange caused so much commotion, I had to eat it at the border outside of my car. Okay? <laughs> so, you know, it's just, I mean, it's just, they got, when they want to do what they will do, to stop that from happening, they come up with all this mirage of propaganda that will fit, you know, whatever we desire to do. It seems like sometimes we feel discouraged. Well, you know what? Our show, we're running over. I got one more, and then we want to talk to Andre a little bit more about uh, the production of United We Stand, which is our documentary movie that's coming out. And I want to talk a little bit about the shows that are upcoming, but I do want to talk about this one last Gentlemen, tell me, what is your take on the mayor of New York having the entire police force turn their back on him at the funeral? I am not clear on that. Can you guys explain that to me? Probably because he had a black family. Mm. Is that is that really is that the reason his wife and children? Rodney, do you know about this? Do you know about this, Rodney? I I I um I, I concur with the fact that definitely he had a black family because I was born on the East Coast and uh, racial uh, interracial families was not a big thing and I've never seen it change. The second reason I think that that is that it has occurred is that the police officers are saying, "Hey, I got a voice too," and and they're saying to him, "We don't we don't we don't have to listen to your leadership because there are many of us and there's only one of you." And, and I think my personal opinion is that if I was him, if I was him, I would fire all of them, put them up, fire all of them, and rehire them, and assess their their um, their uh, 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 ability to accept direction, guidance, leadership. Because right now they're demonstrating that they can't accept leadership because they turned their back on it. So I would fire them you know, based on the fact that they, they don't they don't accept leadership, and then have them rehired and give them a give them a test and get some of these other people that's unemployed who can accept that they should give them a job and get their personal opinions out of their job. Your job is to protect, serve, and make sure that people aren't out there just breaking the law. We didn't tell you your job was to discuss your personal opinion about your leadership in the public eye. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about that because if this man was to make something were to happen and these guys say, well, I don't like him, so I'm not going to respond that somebody's going to die or somebody's going to get hurt. So I said, Absolutely. Yep. You're Absolutely. right. What was You're your right. thought on that, Pastor Bob? What did you, what did you think about that? You said yeah. he has a black family? Uh, yeah, he, does. he has a black family. I noticed how they was playing this up all over the newspaper and the news media and everything was playing it up. Uh, some people didn't know. They said, well, some people didn't know that he had a black wife and two black children. Uh, and I'm, I'm thinking about, what has that got to do with the man being the mayor? 
Right. You know, he's just right. running the city. Not his right. wife and kids because they black. So right. they built him up. But like my brother was saying, it would be good to fire them. But guess what? You're going to be up against that union, the other unions, and and you're going to be up the, what do they have in New York, a city council or supervisors? I don't know. Whatever, whatever I, they have, supervisors or council, uh, they have to vote on doing many things. So he would be up in the air to try to do any firing. I think what he should do is negotiate with the chief and then negotiate with the council so that they will see that they're in jeopardy if you don't push your muscle out on them and let the union jump on all of us. That's, I think, where it has to go. Well, uh, if you call them on insubordination, I don't think the union is going to have a big on leg to stand on. That's very important and disrespectful. And I say he should call, I would, if I was him, I would call the fire them all, for insubordination and disrespect to <laughs> the city of New York, <laughs> and see, and then let them go to fight, but they'd be fired. And I bet you they'd turn around and, and see a policy to come come soaring left and right. But fire them and make them understand: I didn't elect you into being a police officer for the city of New York. No, they elected me into being the mayor for the city of New York. So I'm just the mayor, and I'm reciting over something that occurred in the city that you took employment for, and you're saying because of my reciting over this that you can be insubordinate to me and disrespecting an elected official? No, you're fired. And I guarantee you if they were to do that, those people would start probably changing their attitudes and become more people-orientated police officers. But that's just my my opinion, and, and I hope I'd be around 30 days from now. I like that. I like I that. I like right. that. Well, well, one of the things that I have to say in closing, everybody, you're listening to Teaching 5CL, and this is Galaxy Talk Radio. Um, I'm Barbara, your host, and my co-host is Pastor Bob there, and we also have a special co-host, which is Rodney Beth, guru of financial uh, information here in the Bay Area. And um, we also have our CEO and chief, Andre Ward on, and we're talking an open forum to start off the new year. Uh, And I really wanted to just speak directly uh, to those that are thinking about what we need as a people. Uh, We talked a little bit about Oprah Winfrey's uh, speech about how she felt that the movement, this new movement of protesters needs to have leadership. But what I challenge the new leadership, the new protesters to have is a list of demands. And I'd like to add a couple of demands and give them straight to the mayor of Oakland, the new mayor that's going to be sworn in tomorrow, Ms. Libby Cass. I'd like to see police officers that are hired to have a mandatory degree, okay, in criminal justice. They need to have be educated, and they need to live where they serve. Those are the two things, this autonomy business <clears throat> about we come to work and, you know, we do, and then fix the radios. And let's have some black homicide police officers because we need to solve some crime. We need to have some people actually be prosecuted for some of these uh, killings. And I want to see in 2015 
some police officers prosecuted for misuse of their power. Now, Andre, I'm going to go straight to you, and I want you to give us an update about United We Stand so we can close our show. Okay, two quick things. Uh, when you're talking about turning the backs, the, the cops turning their backs on the mayor, what about the Republican congressman uh, calling the president of the United States a liar at a State of the Union address? And what about uh, John Boehner and Mitch McConnell conspiring? Every time the president says yes, they say no. And if he says no, they say yes. And right. so this is something on a much, much higher level than the police officers. But when you have these white Republicans turning their back on the president of the United States just because he's black, no other reason. Okay. And uh, my next point, too, was addressing the, the black economics. I mean, we have to start at the grassroots level, at the micro level, and I have to be a bit uh, biased, of course, here at T25CL Entertainment. You know, it's what if we were on our own movement? And if we said the two people, tell two other people or three other people just to download one of our hardest CDs here at T25CL or, or look at one of the couple of films that we have. What would happen if a grassroots movement started where people started supporting T25CL economically? And when those sort of things happen, guess what we have to do? When those type of money start coming in, we get self-funded from the products that we already have. And then at that point in time, what do we start doing? We start expanding our operations. We start hiring people. We start paying royalties to the, um, to the, uh, the musicians and the filmmakers. Now, they're going out and buying new equipment. They're buying new automobiles or whatever it may be. And this is the way you start a movement is you start it with the economics. And even by supporting T25CL, look at the, uh, the spinoff. That happens because the dollars doesn't go in here to line Barbara's pockets. It goes out and helps the magnitude of the people. It just spreads out. And so that's one way to support. United We Stand is a, a film that we shot about a year ago, and we shot it in the form of a concert addressing a global issue, which is United Nations' uh, 2015 Millennium Post Agenda to eradicate one billion people off the poverty rolls, primarily throughout the continent of Africa and the Middle East. And uh, we were asked to be the media directors for Worldview Mission. And so what we did was we shot a concert down in L.A. And now we're in the process of getting some uh, B-roll footage added in, addressing uh, these issues throughout the various ambassadors that we have relationships with in uh, West Africa and the Middle East. And it's going to be very compelling. The concert itself looks great. I've reviewed it several times. And now we're going to tell the story and interject the story itself in between the music. And this should be released in the next 60 to 90 days in a few selected theaters. And it'll be available over the T25CL network. And so we'll be talking about that in upcoming shows. We'll be putting together trailers on that. We'll be blasting it out all over the place with the official um, release dates. And now, uh, Andre, the gentleman that was on, uh, how is he going to be related to the project? Is he going? Is he editing, or what does? He, what actually will he be doing, and how will he be interfacing with Future 5 cl as we come into the year 2015? 
Yeah, Jomi, I just met him about a month or so ago, and we met at a function, and we just got to talking about T25CL, and he was telling me about some of the things that he's doing uh, outside of the scope of his profession, which is um, um, a teacher. And he said, hey, I've been writing scripts, man, and it sounds good what you guys are doing, and he follows up. He calls me probably three times a week. And, you know, just to check in, and he finally came by one day last week, matter of fact, on New Year's Day. And, you know, we just got to talking about things. My nephew came over who's in film school, and I said, okay, here's what you could do is you could probably assist me with this B-roll footage and um, because this is going to be a very important part of the film where we're going to tell the movie in about uh, seven segments, and these uh and these things are going to be maybe about no longer than two minutes long. And this is going to be in between uh, performances with our artists. And But the show is great. The musical aspect of it is great. But the overall fever, the whole thing, is addressing um, the uh, 2015 uh, Millennium Post Agenda to eradicate poverty and also women's rights and also health and wellness, education, and agriculture. And we're just doing our part to shed light on this thing. And we're doing it through our music, since music is a universal language. So the one commonality that we do have worldwide is music and entertainment. But we're using this to uh, express a viewpoint of a very serious issue that's happening out there in the marketplace globally. Well, we are, wow, that's really motivating and it's really wonderful to hear that we have something going on right now locally in the bay area that's where we're broadcasting from is the bay area uh but it's an international platform and we encourage you to go to t25cl.com and look at the independent artists that we represent there look and uh, download their music uh, for your life and uh, for your preference in your car on your digital apparatuses Go ahead and support local artists. You know, everybody that's worth anything comes from the Bay Area. Now, isn't that right, Rodney? What do you think about that? Mr. the best. There's two things that, that I would like to see in 2015, you know, yes. you know with you guys on, on that, that adventure. The two things I like to see is that the American public make the political leaders they voted for accountable and register how they voted to that 6% loan interest rate. I hope that becomes a national topic. And the second thing that i like to see happen in 2015 before Barack Obama leaves the presidency of the United States, I hope to see that African-American children become more educated to ground transportation, air transportation, land transportation, and sea transportation because those are the four business areas that make this United States of American income go around. And I love to see us own ship liners that transport things. I love to see us own trucks that move things across the continent. I love Talk to see us start owning our own airport <laughs> where, I, where we can get things going. That's what I love to see start to happen in 2015 before we lose the opportunity of Barack Obama and his administration addressing the national restrictions that keep us from owning those things today. 
All right. I thank you. I thank you so much for taking out your time and supporting us. And I guarantee you, my listening audience, you're going to be hearing more from Mr. Beth, who is the guru here for financial advisement uh, in the Bay Area. Uh, is there a way that people can contact you if they have a question about maybe their taxes or their, their uh, portfolios going forward? Sure. You know, I, I have a, a personal email that I, that I welcome hundreds of people into, and I, and I look at it every day, and that's rbest, B-E-S-T, 7777 at gmail.com. And you can hit me there, and I'll be more than happy to talk to you. I also have a business line of 510-517-9022. Again, that's 510-517-9022. Hope to hear from you. Oh, beautiful. And Pastor Bob, your closing remarks, please. Okay, I'll just say I, 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 I love these two guys, I'm telling you. I mean, wow, they're too much. So I have a challenge to you, and this, you know, and a challenge to you is also to me. Uh, since we have an MBA and a CEO and a great host, I challenge you all to find a place for us to meet and that we all get together and have at least 10 to 15 people each on a day to meet and that each person brings $25 with them to start donation, a community drive industrial fund. And I don't care who keeps the money. (laughs) That's my challenge. Uh, You know, know, I'd like to to keep the money. (laughs) You know, Bob, I think that I think that's a really, really good, 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 very good request. However, I would like to see a bank come to Oakland that deals with people of color. You see, because we had that at one time, and we were able to buy homes, and we never had a complaint about the fact that our homes were being foreclosed on. I love to see that return where we can see a bank of color where people can, again, begin to advance in real property in Oakland and in Alameda County, period. Well, I, I agree with that. you on that, but you got to understand that we had two black banks here, or three black banks here that was closed right. down previously. Uh, and yep. they, weren't, they weren't banks that were owned by uh, Caucasians. They were blacks who had gotten the money together and formed the bank. I remember going in there talking to one of the guys that was a member of a church, but they was having some some kind of big problem. My whole right. thing, you say grassroots, here's what grassroots is. Grassroots is getting your dollars out your pocket, putting them together, let's start in something, let's bring a bank in. That's grassroots. That's the way I look at it and no other way. Wow, well, I love it. I love it. And everybody, I just want to remind you, um, that we at Teach5CL have on Galaxy Talk Radio a show, uh, Straight Talk from the Higher Breast, which is this always on Sundays at 7.30 in this time slot. And then we also have uh, Mondays, we have Compton Politics uh, with uh, Lorenzo as our host. We have Dwelling in the Word, which is Bible study on Tuesdays at 7.30. And Wednesdays, of course, we have the wonderful Miss Rosalind Jordan-Mills, who is a performer in her own right and uh, also has a show that speaks to entertainment directly coming live from Los Angeles. 
And uh, Andre, do you have any closing uh, words? Um, our team. Well, I, I want to say uh, congratulations to you, Barbara, on episode number fifty tonight. So you oh, made history yay. this evening. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And and I do agree with uh, Pastor Bob that um, we all need to come together in person. Uh, the oh, those of us that are here locally, we do need to meet, and so that uh, we can at least start having some face-to-face discussions and um, coming up with ideas and concepts and a direction and then moving uh, forward because we have to move past the talking points and into deployment of all these great ideas. I mean, we've been on this call for 93 minutes, and there's been a lot of great things uh, that have been said. And so now it's time to implement it, and so we have the platform here at T25CL because it is a multimedia platform and it reaches – everywhere on planet Earth with with anybody who has high-speed Internet access. And so all we have to do is, is implement it. I do agree that we need to come together and we need to do it sooner than soon. And I would say sometime this month in January. And uh, let's have a, a face-to-face discussion. I love it. Well, I'm there, and you've heard it first here. It's Straight Talk from the Hyatt Book. And, yes, congratulations to Straight Talk. Couldn't be done without T25CL's support, love, and understanding. This is our 50th episode. I want to thank you all, Pastor Bob. Thanks for being the co-host. And uh, Mr. Best, Robbie Best, thank you for being a co-panelist. And thank you also, Andre Ward. And with my final words, I'd like to say congratulations to that lady. You know who you are in Nigeria who just surpassed Oprah Winfrey as the richest black woman in the world at 3.3, or is it $5.3 billion? All right, mm-hmm. sister, you go, you go, you go. Okay, uh, and to all of you, a good night. Text me her phone number. <laughs> <laughs> With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.